Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Shot Callers, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I am Tim Daniel, filling in this week for GLK himself, Kyle Brandon, so as always with my buddy, Ben Brown. What's up, buddy? Man, I'm wonderful, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for this show. We have a lot coming up today, a lot of topics to discuss, so uh, let's get right into it. But first, state champs. I said I'll always remember the wood crack beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm All right, so we're in the building. Uh, no GLK, like we said at the intro, so it's me and my man, 100 Grand Ben Brown. So, Ben. I was really excited to have you come in when I was planning for this show over the weekend to just kind of talk hoops. Absolutely. Opening week, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of great games to start the year already. Um, didn't think we'd have to talk about a fist fight to start, <laughs> to start the show. Um, so last night during the Lakers-Rockets game, which was a really good game. It was, absolutely. Um, defense was optional that night. Um, yeah. yeah, most NBA games defense is optional. <laughs> and uh, so it looked like... You know, it was kind of it was like really close there at the end, mm-hmm. and we were starting to see it go back and forth where the Lakers would like go down six, they'd make a run, be down two. Mm-hmm. Houston couldn't pull away, and then we see James Harden running down the court, going for a layup, and he gets shoved at the end there. Starts bitching about a foul. Brandon Ingram comes over, you know, has says a little something, shoves, shoves Harden. Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo get into it. Yeah. Apparently some uh, saliva hit Chris Pardon's eyes. <laughs> there was some saliva transfer somewhere. Yeah, I, I I don't want to use the term spitgate because I think that sounds awful. Yeah, it does. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to mess with that. Yeah, that's not an attractive name no, at it's all. Not. <laughs> and, um, so from there we see after that Chris Paul puts his finger in Rajon Rondo's eye. Things start escalating. LeBron grabs Chris Paul out of the way. Brandon Ingram runs in, swings at Chris Paul, and accidentally hits P.J. Tucker. And that's someone I would not want to hit with a fist. P.J. Tucker is a big dude, man. I don't know if I would hit him with anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what we find out today is the suspensions have been laid out. Mm Because Kiki Vandaway was in attendance last night. Kiki, do you love me? (laughs) Trap Money Benny, bringing the ones and twos. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we see So the suspensions come down. Um, I think Ingram got four. Ingram got four, which he kind of instigated it. He did. Uh, I believe Rondo got three and Chris Paul got two. Yes. That's how it went down. So I'm actually pulling it up now just so I can make sure I got it right. because, I, So yeah, it was Brandon Ingram four, Rajon Rondo three, Chris Paul two, just like you said. Um, a lot of people around the league, I'm, re- I'm kind of reading, thought that that was not enough. Yeah. Um, but I think it was okay. You know, for what it was, it was kind of... This wasn't Malice at the Palace. No, it wasn't. You know, not. but it was it was testy. There it was, was some, you know, their fists were thrown, so you had to do something. Um, but honestly, for me, my thought process was like it's been well documented for a long time. Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo are not fans no, of each other. No, they're not. And if you go back and look, even in the um, Celtics Hornets days when Rondo was a Celtic and Chris Paul was a Hornet, um, there was some bad blood brewing there. And they've always had some chippiness between each other. So, for them to get into it, I'm not surprised. People say that there was some spit. I don't, I mean, it's hard to see. Um, It's really tough because, you know, he wears a mouthpiece. So, it's like, what are you, how's he spitting? How's he, you know, whatever. But, you know, when you put your 
finger in somebody's eye. I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty serious. That's pretty serious stuff. So Ronja, you know, Rajon connected with that left, and it was on. You know, gave him the one two piece. Yeah, he did. I mean, he he connected. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I guess I'm just old school, where I'm just used to. Yeah. You know that nine. You know, eighties, nineties. I mean, those guys were. I mean, Charles Oakley. You know, and anyone you want to list. Yeah. I mean, Charles Oakley, Charles Barkley. Yeah. I mean, those guys. I mean, they would fist fight. Jordan on, himself. Yeah, Jordan himself. I mean, those guys would fist fight on a daily basis. So, you know, you have to do that for for league's sake. You don't want people throwing punches all the time and things going on like that. But, you know, Ingram kind of integrated. So the four there, I can see. Yes. Um, you know, three and two. I mean, it kind of it is what it is. But I was really, uh, I guess, I was really kind of surprised at, I guess, how many people really got involved. NBA players aren't big on fighting. Like they're no, not, no, no. They don't. You know, you, know, you break your hand in the NBA. Yeah, like that's your yeah, that's your livelihood. Your hands are your livelihood. So they're not really big on fighting. So um, to see some of those guys that were were there and and you know the funny part about it is watching like Lonzo Ball and Harden kind of like not run, but they were like, like no, no we're, we're not getting we're into cool. that. We're you cool. Know? LeBron reaches in, grabs his banana boat buddy, and pulls him out to safety. You know, so I mean it's. It was interesting to see. Because it's LeBron James and he can't win. There were people that were like, why didn't he grab his teammate? Right. I'm like, oh my God, really? Yeah. Just because he's LeBron, I mean, he, he's never going to win. I mean, he could have grabbed a teammate and they'd be like, well, you know, but... They Chris Paul's his best friend. He's got yeah, part of his they, child, you know? You know? Like, you know, they would have complained about anything. So, um, all in all, I just think that NBA is, it's hard to, it's hard, you, it's hard to justify, you know, fist fighting, but... Um, I don't know. I, I think I like the chippiness. I like that I kind love of it. stuff. Yeah. I, I, I like when no guys issues. are competitive. Yeah, I, I like that. I have no issues with a fight. I'd rather see a fight than see anything else. I'm going to mm. bring the mic back over here so we can keep watching this game while we're recording. <laughs> um, so, kind of looking at what the Rockets are trying to do when they're substitutes. So, obviously, we don't know what the Lakers lineups are going to... Well, we guess we do. Yeah. Um. So, James Harden starting a point tonight. Yeah. And Eric Gordon at the two as they're playing the Clippers at the Saper Center. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's their substitution. I thought what I was really amazed with was, Dun- was um, D'Antoni saying that Chris Paul should not have gotten two games. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand what his reasoning is there. I mean, he put his finger in another man's eye. Right. Like, <laughs> So, I mean, <laughs> I, I understand you're trying to fight for your guy. Same. Um, now, I don't, like I said, I'm not sure if Rajon Rondo spit on him or not. Now, I will have to say, if another man spits on me, ball game. Yeah, that's ice. Yeah, we're we're going at it, and you know it's it's going to be a fight. So I don't know if he spit on him or not, um, but if you put your finger in another man's eye, like you're, you're going to get suspended. So I'm okay with the two. Um, I'm okay. Actually, I'm okay with all of them because I really do think Ingram was the instigator of all of it. Yeah, same. Um, and you know Rondo connected on that two piece combo, <laughs> gave him that chicken dinner. You know what I mean? So. The tweets afterwards, I don't know if you were up, because it was pretty late at night on the East Coast. The tweets afterwards were amazing. Like People that were like, hey, is um, is Chris Paul going to go through the secret tunnel to get to the Lakers? Right, room? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, was, I was loving it. Um, so, you know what this means for the Lakers, though? Oh, man. Well, we obviously know Lonzo is going to start at the one. Absolutely. This means Lance Stevenson, baby. Oh, Lance Stevenson is going to get some Laker minutes. Man, Let's go. Man, have you been watching him? Like I've loved an- it. <laughs> I-, I love it because his antics just haven't changed. Like He is still Lance Stevenson. Oh, you know? for sure. He bumped Harden last night. Like, And yeah. Harden got the tech. That's the funny part about it. Is that Harden, 
got attacked because Lance Stevenson's acting crazy. Now, some of that stuff, you know, Lance is good at. I mean, he knows how to bait people and do all that stuff. Right. but, like, Lance is going to be Lance, you know what I mean? And, yeah, absolutely. You know, he shot the three and looked at back at the bench like it was going to go in. It was, he almost airballed it. I'm he like, was sluggy peed. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like, just just play basketball. Just I don't understand why you got to do all that stuff. But, nonetheless, Lance is, like, you know, Lance is Lance and it's fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is obviously going to be a topic discussion with uh, our show, with this show and with 48 Minutes this week. So, um, there's a lot of things we got to get to this week, man. Let's... Let's figure one other thing out that I'm just in awe of, and it's you know it's so funny. It's been the drama of the off season. Mm-hmm. Is how in the world is Jimmy Butler still playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves? Um, how is he still dressing up? Well, not only did you see their opening game on League Pass, absolutely. So did you see the introduction? I did, and he when, just got booed out of the building almost. So I'm talking about the first game of the year when they played at um, oh, who, was it? who did they play a season opener? It was um. Hold on, I gotta do go back to it now. Yeah, but anyway, so they come out and it's like the introduction of the uh, Timberwolves broadcast is like two All NBA players getting together to play for the first time since the playoffs as Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler take the court together. Not one mention, not one mention of the fact that Jimmy Butler was like, "I want out." Right. Nothing. Not a thing. Nobody said anything about <laughs> no. it. Huh? And so, um... We're just going to skip on by that, huh? Yeah, and then it gets worse. So, they're, like, doing the whole thing, and they show a shoot-around, and, and like Jimmy Butler's like, I'm here to put my uniform on to be with my brothers, and I'm like, what the hell, Jimmy? Come on, man. Like, right. And he's like... And then, I think the worst part of all of this, because we didn't get a chance to really talk much about it, is the fact that, as all this is going on, as he goes on TV, and he's just destroying the franchise, mm-hmm. he's talking bad about Towns, he's talking about Wiggins... Wiggins not only dapped him up, but Wiggins went out there and said, when, when games are played, that's the guy you want on your team. Absolutely. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm cool with that. But that guy just, like, ran you through the mud. Absolutely. And you're like, ah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Uh, the whole situation to me is just bonkers. Like, you, I mean, you're looking at all this stuff um, going on with not only just their play but also like the fans the i mean like they just like they were booing him and then he's shooting free throws or chanting mvp <laughs> i'm like that like the, the other players and, and lost in all this is that carl anthony towns has may had as he has had the worst start to his season yeah, that you sure. could possibly have i mean he has not been good at all not yet. Not yet. I'm not saying that. I mean, not of course the right. season isn't lost, but like he's had a terrible start to the yeah, season. Yeah, he has. And Jimmy Butler has been lighting it up. <laughs> so I mean, it's like, what do you? I mean, like fans are so conflicted. They're like, we want to boo him, yet he's leading our team to victory. So we don't sure what we're gonna do. Not it's, only, not only that, Derrick Rose is like going off the bench. He yes. dropped twenty eight last night, and it's like. What is going on with this team right now? Uh, man, it, I mean, it's I'm just at a loss, man. I don't I don't even know. Yeah, I, I see. I caught a little bit of the Cleveland game, mm-hmm. and that's what I kind of saw. Like, it's like this team is weird. It is. I mean, that they're very. I don't know. Like, they're just it's odd, and they're not. I mean, it's not like they're doing anything special. I mean, they, they're still one and two, or yeah, they're one and two. So I mean, it's not like they're doing anything special. It's just. Just an odd feel to them, you know what I mean? Like, they just don't feel right. They just feel like, 
I don't know. Like you just can't get a you just can't get a t- a feel for them, a touch for them. So yeah, they're 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 goofy for sure. Yeah, I just don't I don't get it. So talking about some happier stuff going on in the league right now. Can we talk about the New Orleans Pelicans and what what the you know we're at the point now where everyone's probably played about two to four games. Absolutely. But the Pelicans look good, and just you know you don't want to overreact by any means because it's so early in the year, but. You know what you're going to get from Anthony Davis. Absolutely. But Nikola freaking Miritich. <laughs> yes. Julius Randle. <laughs> Drew Holiday playing lockdown defense. Yes. Um, maybe, you know, obviously this is overreaction part of the year, so mm-hmm. this will be the shot callers overreaction of the week. Absolutely. This is the segment we just came up with 10 seconds ago. Yes. Um, overreaction of the week. Did we underhype the New Orleans Pelicans in our team previews? Oh, we definitely did. Did uh, we? Um... I mean, we always we figured that Randall would 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 step up. I mean, GLK has always made a good point about Julius Randall mm-hmm. uh, being a better player than Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon making all that money, um, but we definitely, I think, we undershot we undershot them a little bit. Um, just in the simple fact that um, I think Randall's even played better than we expected. Um, Miritich, I mean, he's came and just played very very well. Holiday has played well, and of course Anthony Davis. I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, early, of course MVP talks, because we have talked about him being the MVP this year. He's on our list. I mean, that guy is setting the tone early, early and often. So I think we did undershoot them just a little bit, but I think they've got guys that are playing kind of out of their mind. Yeah. Um. I mean, they've got you know they've got. You know, they got, last night they got 19 from Bagley. Um, you know, or not Bagley, I'm sorry. They got, they got, uh, Bagley plays for the Kings. They got 36 from Miritich, 25 for Davis, 13 and 14 from Randall. Um, Alfred Payton, that's the other one. Yeah. Alfred Payton, I mean, who would have, I mean. Kyle seems to think that we were sleeping on Alfred Payton. (laughs) I'm like, no, dude, he's been bad. Yeah, Alfred Payton is playing out of his mind as well. I mean, he had 11-6-6 last night. Yeah, and the 10-10-10 game is what people are talking about, which is cool. I mean, I'm all for triple-doubles. Yep, absolutely. But, like, come on. Markel Fultz got a 10-10-10 off the bench last year. You know, like, let's let's, let's relax here. Absolutely. So my overreaction, my overreaction is that... The Toronto Raptors are extremely better than we think, and that's crazy because we had them at worst as the three seed in the East. Yes. So you have one of the things I, I really like that Nick Nurse is doing. Um, obviously, having Lowry and Leonard is never going to hurt a team. Mm-hmm. Um, Lowry right now, I think, has scored the most three pointers of anyone in the league so far. I think so. That might be wrong. I'll have to look that again. No, actually, okay, that is wrong. So <laughs> I got that. <laughs> Here's where I got that. So this is my fault. Um, I was playing 2K last night, and I checked my stats in my franchise mode. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lowry's got more threes than Steph in there right now. Okay. So anyway, Lowry's playing great. Um, you're getting two sorts of chemistry here, which I really dig. So you're mm-hmm. getting them, because they're playing Danny Green and Kawhi together a lot. They are. So you're kind of getting their that, like the Spurs guys that are coming over their chemistry mm-hmm. on top of the guys you already have. And that's working really well. That Celtics game was a very good game. It was. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm really excited to see the rest of the year for Toronto because the small sample size we've gotten so far is extremely impressive. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think another uh, another key to that uh, is that they're getting guys to step up. It's just like every team is having these having these players step up and play big time minutes. 
yeah. for them. So, I mean, you know, you look at last night with the Raptors. Kawhi doesn't play, of course. But you have Lowry, who went, um, who had 28 last night. Um, and I'm looking at the box score and a recap here. But they've had guys to step up. I mean, Valachunas last night had 16-7. and seven. Anobi had 12 and 4. Anobi's my guy. Abaka, who's been another one. Abaka went 16 and 9 last night. I mean, so, I mean, they've had guys just stepping up, you know, even with Kawhi not playing. They've had guys stepping up and, and doing some pretty cool things. They're for real, for real. I mean, they're for real, for real. I mean, that, I mean, anytime you add Kawhi Leonard, I mean, who is playing it, I mean, he's came out and is playing at an MVP level. Let's, let's yeah. look at it. I mean, that guy's playing out of his mind. And he rested last night. Yeah, um, he's um, but he's playing out of his mind. You add that with Kyle Lowry and and the guys that are stepping up, you know, Danny Greens and the Anobis and the uh, Abakas. I mean, you're going to get you're getting some good, good, good play out of those guys. Yeah, they're they're really fun. So here's my last overreaction of the week, Ben. Are the New York Knicks fun? because I've watched three Knicks games so far this year, and they have been they've lost two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been extremely entertaining. So the Hawks game, they were just like significantly better than the Hawks. They looked awesome in that game. But you know, anyone does. Right. Tim Hardaway Jr. was going crazy that game. Like, and I I like THJ a lot as a player. Um, but you know, that was probably the you know I don't know if that was like some holding some grudges for the Hawks trading him still getting right. that out of his system or not. But he was awesome that game. Um, Ronnie Baker is kind of like a cult hero in the Knicks world. I remember mm-hmm. him from having a perm at Wichita State. Still the perm, though. <laughs> he does still have the perm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, they're not good by any means, but right. the Nets game against Karis LeVert, who is unbelievable so far this year. Hey, big time, man. He has stepped up and, and become a really good player. Yeah, that was um, that game was really fun. Went down to the wire. And then when they played the Celtics, that game went down to the wire. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to think. I don't, know if, I don't think they're good. This goes back to that fun-good ratio. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're good, but I do think they're fun. What about when they get Porzingis back? They might be good then. I don't know, man. Because right now things are just kind of working for them. I know they're one and two, but um, you know the point guard group of guys like Trey Burke and you know Ron Baker, like we mentioned, is going pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Nita Kina? You know all those ten thousand point guards they have. Right. Moutier. Um By the way, Moutier, when he said it is all time starting five, don't have LeBron on that list. What? He he plays against that guy. What? Yeah, I know. I was like, "Come on, Moody, you can do better than this." <laughs> he did. Have, he did have Larry Legend there, which is a fine second, but no. Um, no. <laughs> so, and then Enos Cantor has been really good this year for them. Um, Enos, obviously, we know he can score, and you're kind of seeing he's been really good on the offensive board so yeah. far. And I think that's kind of like a really big improvement in this game. So, I'm starting to believe that the Knicks are fun. I'm not ready to say, "Hey, they're going to go to the playoffs, put money on them." Right, but. I don't know, man. I'll tell you this, though. I mean, just just looking at some of their young talent, um, like we've already mentioned, Hardaway Jr. Uh, Cantor, I think, is the one that I think Cantor he'll be an All Star this year. You think? So? Is that your is that your that's overreaction? My, that's my overreaction. Hot that's your take. overreaction hot take. Yeah, okay. I, I really do. I mean, I mean, right now he's averaging twenty and twelve. I mean, we're three games into it. They've lost their last two games by a total of four points. So. I mean, it's not like they're it's not like they're getting blown out or anything like that. I mean, they've been good games, um, but you know they've played. I mean, they played the Celtics super tough last night. Yeah, um, they're one and two right now. But Cantor, I mean, is averaging twenty and twelve. 
Um, and he's really looked good um, in these last in the last three games that they've played. I mean, I think it'll hurt them that Knox got hurt last night. Yeah, he's out for what two weeks. Yeah, it'll be at least two. Um, I think that'll hurt them. Um, hopefully, they can if they can hold on a little bit. Not saying they'll make the playoffs, but if they can hold on until Porzingis gets back, they're going to be they're going to be a, a better team. Yeah, I absolutely. Young, I think these young guys have played a lot better than what I thought they were going to. Um, and Enos Cantor. Um, has had a lot bigger bigger role and, and played a lot better role than, than I thought he would. So if I was them, I honestly would not bring him back this year. Because next Yeah, I would start planning for, I would plan for next year. Do you think you're gonna have a shot at getting Kevin Durant, which, you know, right now all reports say you do. Right. Um you're gonna be able to I mean if you don't if you just suck because your team's not that good, you're gonna pick in the lottery. And you have a chance to get Zion Williams. Got a chance to get Zion. Got a chance to get R.J. Barry. Got a chance to get Nasir Little. Um, which, by the way, we're going to talk about those guys on At Large Bid, our college basketball show that's coming up in the next couple weeks. Yes, Be sure to look out for that. But you're also, you know, you're going to have you're going to get a healthy Porzingis next year. You're going to have another year of David Fisdale with all these young guys playing in that system. Mm-hmm. So if I'm the Knicks, I say take this year to recover. Next year, hit it hard. We're going to do this thing. Like, maybe do the Paul George thing. Yeah. I think Jacoby actually made that point the other day. I'm not stealing your points, Jacoby. I do love your show. <laughs> You're my guy. But uh, Jacoby made the point. Is he said he would give him, like, the Paul George, like, play, like, two or three games at the end of the year when the season's over. Yeah. Just to kind of get some feet underneath them, get some familiar, get, like, a little familiarity. Right. Um, but I'm I'm all for the Knicks sitting, like, kind of just taking this year as a whatever, you know, just go out there and we'll see what we got. And then next year is when we hit it hard and try to make a run at it. You know, I'm all for it. I mean, I hope they do. I really hope that the Knicks do kind of have a uh, have a, a comeback year, either this year or next. I would love that. Like I said, we've talked about this before. Traditionally, traditional powerhouse um, franchises need to be good in order for the NBA to be good, and the Knicks is one of those. So, I hope they do. I hope they make a run at it, and um, I hope they get better. You get Kevin Durant, you're going to get extremely better, <laughs> right? That's the, you know especially I mean? in the East. If you yeah, if you get Kevin Durant in the East, um, you're automatically you, a top four seed. You know, and if you yeah, I mean you because think about this: if if Porzingis doesn't play, you add Durant, Porzingis, and say a Zion Williamson or Najee Barrett or Najee Barrett. I mean, yeah. you add any of those guys. I mean, that's like three. I mean, that's like getting three. Plus a second year of Kevin plus Knox, a second plus year, a second year of yes. Mitchell Robinson, plus and a, Enos Cantor, and a Enos Cantor, who's going to be an All Star. I mean, that's overreaction. Yeah, hot I mean, take. hot take. You know, um, I think that that this this team has the potential of being really, really good next year. Yeah, I'm for it, man. I'm with it for sure. That's All right, awesome. so with shot callers, part of our goal is to kind of make this a very fun, entertaining show. Where we give you guys a bunch of insight and opinions, and kind of have a good time with it. Um, one of the segments we're going to plan out is called our Twitter Take of the Week. Mm. So what this is is we're going to take some really horrible NBA Twitter takes we say, <laughs> and we're we're going to talk about them. We're either going to like say, okay, that's not a terrible opinion. We're going to make fun of them. Now we won't use anyone's Twitter handles unless they say we can. Oh, correct. We're not going to be rude to anybody. Not going to be disrespectful. But if we do use your take, we didn't use your name. So if you add us, we're going to block you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like we're not about that negativity in our yeah. timeline. Yeah, we don't want any negativity. So Benny. Last night when, you know, the aforementioned game we just talked about. Last night, the Celtics and Knicks game's going on. And Jason Tatum, as you know, by having that box score up, had a nice night. Uh-huh. Jason Tatum is 20 years old. Correct. I'm sure you know this as well. Jason Tatum, there's a Twitter opinion conversation going out right now about, is Jason Tatum at age 20 better than LeBron James was at age 20? <laughs> the answer is no. 
Um, absolutely not. Yes. I don't know if people remember that when LeBron James was 20 years old that he was second in MVP voting. He was. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, and so I like saw that, and like people were like really like, well, he does this, and he does this. And I'm like, you guys need to calm down. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me see if I can bring it up on the BB on the BB ref. Because I was like, I saw this, and I was like cracking up. Because it was like, I, I, I get being excited about Tatum. I am too. Yeah, I mean, he's he is a, a potentially superstar. Potentially going to be a superstar. So here is what that season looked like. Now, albeit we are two games in. Correct. LeBron James that year went twenty. If we're just going the whole points per game route that people just like to look at and be lazy. We're gonna give the we're gonna we're gonna dumb this down. Okay. LeBron that year was twenty four points, six assists, six rebounds. Okay. Tatum so far fourteen points, one assist, five rebounds. Okay. Let's go advanced here for the for the GLKs and the uh, producer Tim's of the world. <laughs> LeBron that year value over replacement player eleven point nine. Ooh. Jason Tatum one point nine. Now. There's a caveat mm-hmm. that LeBron that was the last year LeBron didn't play in the playoffs. So that Cavs team was a little rough. It was a little rough, absolutely. Oh god. But um and Tatum is obviously playing with a loaded team. He is. But I um I seem to think that like the people who are there and I, I fully understand being excited about a young prospect that shows it all. Like I've predicted on this network that I think Tatum will end up being better than Paul Pierce at some point in his career. But let's um Let's let's put down the um. Let's put yeah. down the. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pump the brakes. And like a, you make you make a really good point. Um, LeBron's team was doo doo. Yes. That year, I mean, absolute doo doo. Um, but and Tatum plays on a team that is possibly going to play in the um in the championship. Very good chance. I mean, they have a very good shot of playing in the NBA Finals. Big if true. Yeah. Um, so, it's a little bit different for him, for Tatum, um, because he's not he's not going to get as many opportunities um, as, as uh, LeBron is to do the things that LeBron was able to do. However, LeBron, um, at age 20, um, I, w- I would like to know where he finished in MVP voting that year. So, I'm actually looking right now at that year. I have seen so far, and I'm only looking... This is how many minutes LeBron played in those games. Mm-hmm. So, the season opened that year, he played 50 minutes. Played 43, 42, 48, 48. Wow. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Let's keep talking about that mileage on his body. Yeah. Let's see. 2005 MVP voting. I would like to see where he finished. Because I would be shocked if he wasn't top five. Yeah. I would be shocked. So, he was 6th on the voting. It was Nash 1, Shaq 2, Dirk 3, Duncan 4, Iverson 5. So, 20 years old. Yeah, 20 years old. He was 6th in the MVP voting. And he's behind 5 Hall of Famers. Yes, and right behind him were T-Mac and Dwayne Wade. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's rarefied air. I mean... I mean, the names on that list are, are, I mean, of course, Hall of Famers, legends. I mean, not Dirk yet. He hasn't retired, but he, I mean, you might as well say he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's he's the best. Um, But to be top six at age 20, um, it's just, I mean. Tatum's not there. And on top of that, too, I mean, he's just, that team was, was not very good. No, and like. You know, and, and I mean, I'm sure he averaged, what, 
got 43 minutes a game? Maybe? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, like, come on. I mean, like, I mean, Tatum is good. And this is no, not to discount Jason Tatum, because I do love Jason Tatum. Oh, I think same. he's a wonderful player. Yeah. Not, I've, Le- I've, not LeBron. I've spoken very highly of him for a long time. Yeah, but, he, but he's not LeBron James. Um, is the potential there? Absolutely. Um, everybody has the potential to be a superstar. Uh, it'll be difficult for him to do that on on that Celtics team, I think, because that Celtics team. I don't even. I mean, I'm not sure. Outside of of Kyrie, um, Horford, uh, Gordon Hayward, I mean, there's so many guys there that would want to take that last shot. I mean, how many opportunities is Tatum going to get to to None. do those type of very things? little? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's it's. Not fair to Tatum because you know he's on a team where he's not going to get so many opportunities as many as as LeBron did. Um, so it's just not a really a not really a fair take for him. So we're calling this a bad take. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. I'm for that. Other one because Ben, I don't know if you know if you're 19 years old in the NBA and you can't shoot yet, your career's over according to Twitter. <laughs> so Ben, Markel Fultz is the ultimate bust apparently. Now. Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and look at some things here. One, he's still really young. Correct. Two, all that confidence we saw in the preseason, though, it looks like it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, shout out to the Philly crowd. Obviously, we know how great Philly fans are um, for everything. But, dude, like, when when the crowd gets nuts, if you hit a three, like in the, all the standing <laughs> ovation, <laughs> something's going on, so... I'm not ready to say that Markel Fultz is done. I don't understand Brett Brown with this whole Markel starts the game, J.J. Reddick starts the second half thing. Right. Um, but I'm not going to go out here and be like, nah, he can't do this. He's over. Um, I'm going to tell you this. He's not a bust. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's still he's, really athletic. Yeah. I mean, he's still really fast. He can still guys, get to the rim. Like, come on, guys. Like, that guy is super athletic. He's going to be able to create his own shot. At some point, he's going to get it right. I mean, there's a lot of great players, even one on his own team, Ben Simmons, who doesn't take a whole lot of jump shots. Yeah. Uh, Marco Fultz is a three this year. Ben Simmons is not. Correct. He's the real bust. Right. I mean, what are we What are we talking about? Yeah. Marco Fultz ain't no coward. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, but what are we, I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, the guy... Would you say nineteen? Yeah, I think, he's nineteen years old. Right. Like, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be a phenomenal player. I mean, he's going to have. I mean, he's going to make a difference on that team. He's too athletic. He's too talented to not have a presence on that team. So I pulled up some more Markel Fold stuff to kind of talk about this conversation. And the first thing I see from NBC Sports Philadelphia is this headline: Charles Barkley defends Markel Fultz, comma. Calls out idiots on Twitter. Oh, you didn't see that? Oh, and I'm pretty sure that those are his exact words. I'm not oh, doubting that. Did, did you see what he said? No, I'm getting there. So, so he's on NBA. Listen, he's, let's yeah. talk, let me talk to these damn idiots on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, he's just blasting. <laughs> People are, sh- are pulling for Fultz. The kids struggle mentally with a shot. We're all pulling for him. That's why we're excited to see him do well. You just sit home in your grandma's basement with your drawers on. <laughs> type it on your damn keyboard. Shut the hell up. We're pulling for Markel Fultz. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, God, he, I love Chuck. Yeah, Charles Barkley just. Bl- I mean, if if anybody knows, Charles Barkley is not a Twitter guy. I mean, no. he doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't have any social media. So, but he gets on there. He gets on guys on Twitter all the time. Like, 
Because people will be like, oh, well, so-and-so says something. I don't want to talk about Twitter. I hate Twitter. <laughs> so, I mean, he he's not a Twitter guy, but, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, of course, I agree with Chuck, man. Like, give the guy a chance. He, he's 19 years old. He's learning how to, how to you know, fix his shot. He's doing something, but he's crazy athletic, and he's going to make things happen there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, and right now, too, I mean, they, Ben Simmons might be hurt. Yeah. So he left the game early yesterday. Back tightness, right? Yeah, which, I mean, it's not a major cause for concern. So he is 20. Markel is 20. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's, um, you know, he might get some more run here. Like, you know, it definitely might get some more minutes now if Simmons is going to be out a little bit. I hope Simmons is not out because Kyle is in Detroit for the Pistons Sixers game Tuesday night. Ooh, yeah. And I don't want him to miss out on a chance to see uh, Ben Simmons play ball. Correct. That would, that would feel terrible. Yeah. I've never, like, I've gotten lucky, so I've gotten to go, I've seen the, I saw the Cavs the last two years, mm-hmm. and both times I was like, I really hope LeBron plays. I hope he doesn't sit out. Yeah. And so when we went to Cleveland last year for a game, um, he didn't get a shoot around, and I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then they're like, but he's going to play. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine going all that up, spending all that money? Oh, yeah. And he doesn't play. Man, we we went to Indianapolis last year, watching him in the Pacers, and he had not played in Indianapolis like the last three years. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, please hope he plays. Please. And he and he played, man, and it was wonderful. To see him live was amazing. It's and the something. Pacers won that game, by the way. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> I remember. So, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> There's so many different takes on it. I, um, my boy GLK sends me some crazy stuff all the yes. time. Yes, he does. Um, I love it though. Hold on, here's here's the next one, and and uh, Josh Hart finishes at the rim at a Kyrie Irving level. Mm. No, no, <laughs> no, and I'm excited about Josh Hart, but come I, on now. Has anybody watched basketball in the last three years? What is basketball? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you seen Kyrie Irving finish at the rim? He's the best in the world at it. Yes. Like, uh, and, okay, let's let's preface this. Sure. I, don't, I don't want any, nobody at me. Don't, we, don't, we don't want no smoke. No smoke. I don't want any negativity. I like Josh Hart. I Let too. me preface this. I like Josh Hart. I know Laker fans are like, fuck you, Sean Yeah, Collins. like... I like Josh Hart. I think he is a good player. I think he will do some good things for that young Laker team. I really do. I like, I mean, I watched that game last night. That guy plays with a lot of energy, a lot of poise. He's a lot of fun to watch. Like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Yeah, Mahomes. (laughs) We're watching the Bengals game right now. For those who don't listen to our show from our area, I'm from Cincinnati. Yeah. This sucks. And Mahomes is just ripping them. Just ripping. <laughs> ripping. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Josh Hart. Josh Hart, great guy. Great player. I think he'll do some really good things. Not Kyrie Irving. Doesn't finish <laughs> Not like close. Kyrie. Doesn't finish like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a master at what he does. Um, no, that's just a bad take. Like <laughs> Just a really bad take. Like I am, you know, this goes back to what we said earlier. I am all for being excited for young prospects. Absolutely. I mean, you've guys heard me talk a ton about the young like how many times have I talked about Jetty Osmond since like this season already? Jetty Jetty You know, but like I'm not sitting here like Jetty is Tony Kukoc. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 
Could he be Tony Kukoc? Sure. Uh, sure he could be. Very well, it's, good, at some there, point. It's, it's very possible. Is he right now? Not close. No. no. Uh, but <laughs> I will say, it didn't, Tony Kukoc didn't play in the finals this first year. Who's the real one? Who's the real Who's the real who? Huh? Good point. Huh? Good point. Good you know? Point. You know? You know? <laughs> All right. So let's get to the final topic of discussion for this week's show, Ben. Um, things are changing in the world of one and done, as we know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are really upset. I don't know if you know this or not, but college basketball kind of collects a lot of money off their players, and they uh, don't they don't see any of it. You ain't lying, uh, Have you heard man. about this before? Uh, yeah, yes, I have. Okay, it's, it's, it's crazy highway robbery. Yeah, and I know this is probably a topic in all of our shows this week, but the G League is proposing a new opportunity, a new situation where guys can go into there, go into the G League draft, and make some money. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the max salary one hundred twenty five k. Correct. To put this into context, the WNBA's max contract is 111k. Wow. Uh, yeah. So hey, pay them ladies, man. What y'all doing? Right. Side, side note, pay them ladies. What are we doing out here? WNBA. I don't care what y'all say. WNBA. It's is dope. good ball. Yes, it is. I, dude, I watched those finals. I know this is a side note. We were way off talk. It's fine. But WNBA, man, it was a good final. I know it was man. a sweep, but the games were fun. Yes, they were fun games. I'm telling you right now, Brianna Stewart. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is she good at basketball? She can ball. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. watching her and Deladon go at it, like it, like those two are are dope. Sue Bird, who's a legend. Pay them, ladies, man. What are we doing out man, here? Man, it was weird that people got excited seeing a Seattle team win a championship, huh? Yeah, I know. Hmm, weird. That, How's that, that work out? Yeah, yeah crazy. That's crazy stuff. Right. So, <laughs> oh my God. Let's see. So, um, see. So, the G League is now proposing something now where they can kind of get, if kids don't want to go to college, mm-hmm. they can go take this shot at the G League. So, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like right in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. So, I'm all for if a kid doesn't want to go to college and make some money and play some ball. Cool. Go for it. I mean, Brandon Jennings did it when he went overseas. Terrence Ferguson is playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. He went overseas for a year. We've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same point, I look at a guy like let's look at a guy like Nick Richards at Kentucky right now. Okay. So Nick Richards was a five star recruit, was the number eight player in the country when he came out, went to Kentucky, struggled his first year. Mm-hmm. What if he did that in the G League? His career be done, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm, you're, I'm curious your take on this because your son. Yeah. Plays AAU basketball. Correct. Your son's very athletic. Yeah. Your son, I mean, if everything works out the way of the future, he might run into the situation at some point where he might, you know, this might come up. So, obviously, this doesn't affect one and done yet. The league has been informed to the franchises. 2022 is going to be the earliest year for one and done. Right. To go back into effect, to be eliminated. But what is your thoughts on everything? Um. You bring up a good point, and and I was thinking about that when I was reading through the G League letter. If you take a chance, say you take a chance on one of these guys in there, you know where they're at, and they sign a contract, um, and they tear an ACL, right? Or um, or they don't have the gear that you expected them to have, right? Um, there's no real fallback to that. You know what I mean, like. If you if something happens and and you're not able to do what what they're thinking you can do, so then what's what's the what's the fallback? What's the? I mean, because once you decide to go pro, you can't go back to college. Yeah, it's just like you 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 exhausted your amateurism. Yeah, you've you've taken away all your amateur all your amateur years. So that would be my only fear is that 
if you're one and done in college, say you go to college and your freshman year you tear your ACL, you always have your sophomore year. Yeah, exactly. You, you have a med- you have a medical redshirt. You can come back as a medical redshirt, medical redshirt freshman. You look at Sharif O'Neal right now, who mm-hmm. is I mean, obviously with who his dad is, is obviously a highly touted prospect, mm-hmm. but um, goes to college, they kind of do his physical, and they find out he needs heart surgery. Correct. What if that happens in the G League? Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you can't sign your contract. No. And you hired an agent to you get hire there. You hired an agent, yep. So, and obviously, you know, now the college basketball thing with you can hire agents, which is, uh, I know. Well, it's just, yeah. That's so, another story for another day. Here's my other thing about it that is where it kind of makes me lean towards more like the advantage NCAA here. Is as good, as big as the G League is getting, we're getting close to ha- all 30 teams having a team. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still at a point where, like, their games are being streamed on Twitch. No offense to Twitch. Twitch isn't exactly ESPN. Correct. Um, you know, you're not... They're playing in, like, small gyms that Correct. look like high school gyms, mm-hmm. like, sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, the Windy City Bulls have a decent, con- like, arena, but it's not the United Center. Right. I mean, so, those guys still travel by, like, bus. Right. Yeah, that's the I thing. Mean, you're, you're traveling on bus. Yeah. You know, you're, it's like minor league baseball. Correct. And, like, granted, you're making a lot more money than you do minor league baseball. Oh, uh, you do. Right. But the exposure, you know, like, if you go to a Kentucky, a Duke, a North Carolina, a Kansas, Michigan mm-hmm. State, you're on TV every game. And it ain't and it ain't Twitch. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's ESPN. It's you're, CBS. CBS. It's, yeah. I mean, granted, Cameron's small, but Cameron sold out every home game. And, you know, like you're playing at Rupp Arena where there's 55,000 people there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like... I think for me, if I'm in that situation, I'm obviously nowhere close to being a parent. If I'll ever be a parent, questionable. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I think I lean towards the college side there because of exposure. And you know, like we said, a Nick Richards, where he's gonna have a second shot at Kentucky this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, had a had a disappointing freshman year, so now he's gonna have a chance to come back and try to do it again and really make something out of himself. And Absolutely. if he had taken that G League chance, if that was there last year and he did that. You know, the only thing people know about Nick Richards is on that student-athlete HBO doc. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, I, I, if it were my son, um, I would definitely tell him to go to college. Like, I I just don't... The G League thing, man, is just... There's just too too much risk with the very little reward. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the injury risk. Um, there's the chance that, you know, you get there. Um, and you you don't think you know your skills may not be as honed as they you thought they were, um, and you don't play a whole lot. Um, I mean, because it's professional. I mean, they, it's still a professional league. Like they are going out and doing professional things. You're playing against grown men who are working, trying to work their way into getting NBA contracts. So it's very difficult to take an 18, 19 year old kid and say, okay, yeah, you got to compete against. Uh, against the you know some mature men and try to make a career for yourself um in college you get that maturity you get that opportunity even if it's one and done that one year in college is 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 so beneficial so it's it's an opportunity for them to grow uh, play on a spotlight play on a stage that they get used to um and that one year makes all the difference sometimes now i grant it there's still some kids that leave after one year that shouldn't. Yeah, um, isn't that the truth? Right. So I mean, there's still kids that leave after one year that shouldn't. But that one year is 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 so much better than a chance at the G League, and you lose all your opportunity to be an amateur and all that other stuff. I just 
I just do not like the risk. Do not like the risk at all. Yeah, I, I completely, completely agree with that. So I'm happy. I think it's I think it's good to give a player a choice. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. if you are, like if you are like if you're Zion Williams, absolutely. Like this makes sense. Well, yeah, gosh, yeah. Yes, but if you yeah. are, yeah. if you are, if you're Emmanuel Quickly, is going to play Kentucky this year, right? You want to get out cut in college, get your right. name out there, absolutely. I mean, that kid's gonna be good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, like I look at the Kentucky. I mean, like you're Tyler Hero, like that kid is going to be phenomenal. Yes, it's it's, but it's still for him not worth the risk of going and playing in the G League. Um, but you look at a kid like Zion Williams. I mean, what is it? really going to benefit him at Duke. I mean, is he I, I think it will. I mean but, he's about, but he, he's he about a, to get Bill self fired. But, so. but he is a grown man. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes. Like, like 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 he's a, like they took like he was doing dunks and friggin' war I'm like, this guy like that's somebody's father or something. Like he, <laughs> he looked like a grown man out he there. He ended the Zion Williams is fat conversation oh yeah yeah, yeah he dude. ended that y'all are nuts for that yeah that, that dude is <laughs> i mean he's he is and i'm not saying he is lebron please do not take this yep but his body is lebron-esque like, we read hot takes we don't give hot takes. yeah I, yeah except for enos Cantor's gonna be an all-star apparently yeah uh, you mark it down you mark it down <laughs> enos Cantor, all-star um but he is he is built lebron-esque i'll say that um and athletically he is built lebron-esque i mean I've not seen somebody do what he does uh, as far as jumping and getting, like, he's LeBron. He's Vince Carter. Like, Vince Carter's probably the closest. When Vince Carter was at North Carolina, I mean, I mean, he would do things that were just ridiculous. I mean, just jumping over people and dunking and getting to the rim. Watching Zion Williamson, that's what that reminds me of, just being freakishly athletic. And being able to get where he needs to get on the basketball court, so yeah, I I completely agree with that. So, but you know, I'm still waiting to see highlights of him shooting. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, what I mean? know. When, when do we get those? You know, <laughs> <laughs> is he going to hit a jump shot? I don't know. Right? Is this is this Ben Simmons all over again? You know, hey, Ben Simmons is going to make a great career for himself. Yeah, yes, and sir. He, and he may hit thirty jump shots in his career. Yeah, maybe thirty five. I'd like to look. We one day we can look at that, see how many <laughs> career jump shots Ben Simmons has taken. I'm down for that for sure. Absolutely. Well, hey man, I really appreciate you guys letting me fill in on shot callers this week. Man, absolutely. Um, GLK man, have fun in Detroit. We miss you, brother. Yes, absolutely. So Kyle should be back next week, um, and we're really excited to bring everything back here. So everyone, be sure to check us out. Like we said, so shot callers is going to be our, our Monday morning show, and then our standard 40 minutes is going to be on Wednesdays. And then once At Large Bitch gets launched, our college basketball show, that will be Fridays to get you ready for all the big games on the college basketball weekend. So everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Have a good week. Good night, everybody. <laughs>